What up, world? Welcome to another episode of RMT. That's Real Man Talk. It's your boy, Standard Man, coming coming to you today with another great conversation piece. And oh uh, yeah, I got a doozy for y'all today. Got a special guest, man. Special guest, and he's the owner of Channel Eighty Two Network, the voice of Sound of My Voice podcast. Also, his book, Convergency. Yes. Best sell on Amazon, man. Y'all need to go pick that up. I'm gonna have the links in the description. Also, owner of PMJD Graphic Designs. I want to present to y'all my guy that I met, football star in high school, Mr. Mario J. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, man. Man, what's going on? See, um, now I feel like them folks that uh don't know what to say after somebody introduced them. <laughs> Oh man, it's all it's all good here, man. I just I just want to make sure that the people know who they speaking with, man. Yeah, so both of us, I'm just giving y'all a little background. Both of us came from a small little town, and uh, uh Mario was like a year ahead of me. Played football, great football player, great personality. He was one of those guys that even though he was a football star, he could still talk to everybody and was still cool with everybody. You know what I'm saying, and help anybody that he can out. And so um, on today, before we get started, I'd like to give a couple of shout outs, you know, and I want to shout out to everyone out there, man, all the real men out there that's taking care of business, keeping their families together, you know, loving on their wives, loving on their children, not afraid to show it in public, you know, because a lot of times in our community, it seems that it's lame to be a good husband. Right. If you're not cheating on your wife, it's lame if you're not, you're taking care of your kids. So shout out to all you fathers out there that's taking care of business. So, man, I'm put over here, Mario. You got any shout outs, man, before, you know, we get into this subject? Man, I want, I want to shout out this platform first and foremost, man. Before you and I even linked up, I just kind of saw what you were doing, what you were trying to put together with it, man. You guys are doing an incredible job with what you have. And, and the one thing I love about it, it's not so much as you're trying to push the you know women out of the way you're trying to show what it is to be a man and the conversations we should be having you know the, what we should be trying to grow into and the fact that you know there's nothing wrong with still being in that growth that growth process in all aspects of life so i love the fact that you all you highlight that and then me look i'm i'm, I'm not one to talk about me so me being here i mean it's it's a privilege for me so I just want to give a big shout out to the platform, of course, my family, because uh, they allowed me the space to do what I do inside of this. I've, I've been going and training all day and I came home. I said, hey, I got I got I got to do this show now. So, right. you know, baby, I need you to keep the kids over here. So they need them <laughs> somewhere else while I do this. And, you know, the kids understand and I love them. And right after this, man, I'm going to go in there, love on them, love on the wife, make sure everything is kosher with the family since they still give me the room and space to do what i do man and i'm just humbled and privileged to be on the platform as well as have the space to do so okay man i appreciate that man i appreciate that and so man on today we're gonna go ahead and get into this subject and so this is something that in the world that we actually need and i think it's a very important component into a household when you're trying to build a family and that right there is you know 
the presence of a man the presence of a man and so i'm I'm gonna go here first and and um when the world first was being constructed and god was bringing everything together he put a man there in order to put in that work he put a man in there to set up the things before he even brought eve he brought adam in there to set things up to name the animals you know to go around and make sure everything was in place when everything got in place then he brought eve together and so there's an example of us as men how we should do things now is it going to be perfect absolutely not you know but you being inside that household and operating the way that you need to operate is always going to bless your family it's going to bless your kids it's going to bless your wife your significant other to a point where god gonna start to shine a light on you and they gonna it's gonna be easier for them to follow you right now it it, it comes a, a point in our life when we have to get certain things out of us when we building as a man and if you in that place where you know you, you got substance abuse you got alcohol abuse you got different all of us got different things that weigh us down on our path to becoming a better person but once you can start to work on those things and your family in front of your family and they see you change and they right. see you stick to your word of what you're trying to do oh man then your presence is more valuable within that household and so man i just want to set it up there and so mario man i, I want to get i want to get your you know your thoughts and your opinion on this on um, the presence of a man man look um growing up I say this, um, I didn't meet my biological father up close to know what I was dealing with until mm -hmm. I was uh, till I was right around almost 30. Mm -hmm. But there was a man in the household that was there that to this day, I mean, larger than life. And, you know, as we grow up as young men, we're trying, we don't know it yet, but we're trying to figure out how to be men without even realizing it you know we're looking at the examples that are in front of us whether they're in the home not in the home whether they're in the streets different things like that and we're soaking up that energy we're soaking up that knowledge thinking that we're gaining wisdom of how we should be and how we shouldn't be mm -hmm. you know some of us i mean I, I don't knock anybody for what path that they ended up taking but who are you now once you know better and you do better yeah. so for me i know as i got older i know when my when my stepfather passed and i only make that distinguish uh that i only distinguish the two from biological to stepfather because eventually my biological father came into my life at around at around 30 or so but my stepfather was there and to this day i'm still learning great lessons from him even though he passed in 2016. Mm -hmm. and then my biological father having that relationship you know at least 10 years or so before he passed him and i you know we were we were in a great space and what it taught me for my family because my family's blended and you know my mother taught me a lot but what i learned about my mother she was strong but she couldn't raise a man to be a man yep. she could give me an example of what not to accept as a woman she could give me everything she had as a woman to help me be respectful and all these other things. And to this day, we, we talk at least twice, maybe three times a day. Oh, yeah. And I've been away from home for a long time. <laughs> but, but when it comes down to it, having that father figure in the house, 
gave me what I needed to understand the importance of me being a man in my own home. Mm. And every day looking at my wife, looking at my kids helps me to better understand my significance. And I think sometimes we forget that when we go through as a man, it's, it's not as important for us to talk about, hey, these are our struggles. These are our struggles when it comes to our family. What's well, important is that we understand that it comes with struggle and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about family as a man, you don't get a bigger reward than that, that God has given you on this earth. So you never have to be alone. Yep. So as, like you spoke about when he gave Adam Eve, he had all these things, but he was by himself. Yep. So God gave him that helpmate. So mm-hmm. he gave him that helpmate. Now you get to enjoy all these fruits of your labor with someone, with a companion. And in starting a family or having a family coming from that foundation when you like when we go away to work, I don't care if you upset at your wife, you upset at your girl, whatever you want to call it. You mm-hmm. can't wait to get home. What can't you can't wait. wait to get home to make your point. If y'all, like, if y'all on bad terms or if y'all on good terms, you can't wait to get home to see what's what. Mm-hmm. When she's upset, the first thing you want to do as a man, you want to make sure that you want to figure some things out to make it better. And when you're with your kids, you, you got to be an example for your daughters. You got to be an example for your sons. You know, my wife, my, my wife don't touch car doors unless I'm not riding with her. She don't she, she don't she don't touch doorknobs unless I get there and unless I'm not there with her. Yeah. So you, you instill these principles in your family and for them to see that, of course, this is not taken away from a woman, you know, having to sacrifice and be and play both sides. Yeah. This is not taken away from that at all, because some women are put in that position. But the importance of us being in that space is to let them know you don't have to do it all. This this all ain't on you. I have a responsibility, and that responsibility as a man in the home is not just a, just a job. It's a privilege that we get as men yes. to be leaders in a space that we're that, that that we should be happy to be in because that's away from work. That's away from that that's away from the stresses of the world. Because I told my wife before we got married. Us getting married won't fix every problem we have, but what it will do, it'll make us stronger together to handle anything outside of us. And as long as we keep us together, we're way stronger. And right now we have five beautiful kids ranging from 20 down to eight. And I guarantee you, regardless of what the moments look like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Ooh, man, I, that, that, that thing about, you know, having, having that family. And I, I think that go with a certain mind frame too. Because you can be tricked into thinking that um, being being out there in the world, chasing in the streets, chasing women, um, cheating on your old lady, not taking care, like all that is celebrated through music and you know, do just just on social media, all that is celebrated. Hey, man, um, I got a side piece, mm-hmm. you know. I, I know the song that go, uh, I left home. The view of my side piece, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and, and I ain't gonna lie, I catch myself grooving to it too, but at the same time, it's a, it's something that's celebrated. And then sometimes if you're not taking care of your children, oh man, you know, they got an old saying, man, forget those kids. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But the biggest reward as a man being in that household is taking care of that family, taking care of, taking care of your wife, and doing the things you need to do to provide for. And I think some guys run from their responsibility because they don't want to take on the challenge. It's easy to say, I'll oh, forget this or forget that. And, and let's be honest, 
some guys haven't been taught how to be a man or how to right. run a household. Right. And I can't knock against them not knowing and running away and being scared of it. And we'll get mad because, oh, man, he should he need to man up. He don't know how to. He didn't have his father. Some people didn't have now one of their parents, you know. And even if he did, he probably just know what he know about what he learned on this by himself. Yeah. And you trying to knock what he done or what he didn't do, it's easy to, to knock it. But then when you got somebody, I'll take, i say myself, for example, I raised in a two-parent household. Uh, I had a great father. Then for me to go out there and do that, yeah, you should talk bad about me because I had the example. Yeah, you know that. Everything I need to have. You see what I'm saying? So you talking bad about me is cool. But the other guy, I think you should see what's really going on to get to the root of the problem in order for him to get back into the presence of his family. Because being a man, man, especially being a black man, it's a tough job out here, you know? And sometimes the pay be, be crappy, but it's a tough job <laughs> being one out here. And so when we take, and and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, because when my, my biological mom passed when I was 13, and I just had my dad, and I always questioned why she passed away. And why, why you know, I didn't say I wanted my dad gone, but why my mom passed away. But yeah. as I got older, I was like, if my mom would have been here, would I have been the man that I am now? Because right. it's certain things that my dad had to teach me. It's certain tough love that he had to teach me in order to run the household, in order when problems come, not to be sobbing at my wife or upset, mad, snapping at the kids because I got to deal with that problem. You know, I can't sit up here and be crying. My wife be like, she crying, I'm crying, both of us crying. Who gonna solve the problem? We cry together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, man, you get to a man where you have to not not only just just as 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 a man, but as a person, you have to find that what's inside of you in order to to get over all the problems and the trouble and everything that you have because the reward at the end is way better. You might think your problem is big and you can't figure it out, but I'll tell you this. I mean, personally, I just break down, start figuring out my smallest problem to my biggest problem or my biggest problem all the way to my smallest problem and see which one I need to tackle first and go from there. But man, I I want to I want to ask you, I want to ask you something real quick, Mario. Right on. This one thing I wanted to ask you, like, what what you think is one of the most important things to you as far as being in the present, being the man, being the president of the household? What you think is one of the most important roles that he play is being being that presence um, in the household? Um, I think the most important thing a man can be is an example mm -hmm. because. When we, it's like when, when we're in the home, let's say you take, you know, your wife, for instance, mm -hmm. you always want to say and lead and so on and so forth. But if you're not being the example of a provider and giving a sense of security, mm. you, you do those things. You lead with giving that security. You lead giving that example of you loving and you securing and you providing whatever it is that you can provide. Because a lot of people misconstrue that thinking it's all just about the money. A provider 
when it comes to your wife means that whatever it takes in that situation that you can provide on your share or your responsibility, your share of the responsibilities, that's what that 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 providing means. Mm. And when it comes to the Mm. kids, being that example is, like I said, with my sons, I have to show them the example of how to treat their mother, show, Mm. show, show my daughters how they should, the standards they should have when it comes down to them being treated a certain way. When it comes down to me getting angry, how do I handle that anger? How do I, you know, what, what share of the responsibilities in the house have I leaned towards to make sure they know this is not a tra- just a traditional situation? We don't go by what society says we should do. You know, being that father that can cook and clean also, that and, and, and not ask for praise. You know, being that example of, this is what we do, not, hey, I've done this, you should acknowledge me kind of thing. Yeah. You know, being a real man as to where, and when I say real man, I say that not in a cliche way, but being a man in a sense of today you may be the provider of dinner. You may be the, you may be the provider of, you know, the education at that moment. You may be picking up where the wife left off or, you know, mm-hmm. your son or your daughter has a big brother, big sister. You may pick up and give that advice that they didn't know they could get from you. Or mm-hmm. let's say you're dealing with something. You showing your son, yeah, it is okay to cry. It is okay to have a vulnerable moment, but know where to lean to. And mm-hmm. you're also that leader in spirituality, showing them where to go when you get weak and letting them know, yes, yeah, sometimes I get weak. Sometimes I don't have all the answers, but if I can't give you this or no matter how much I give you, what's going to last is God always. So yep. being the example of everything that you try to say and instill to me is the most important thing. That example. Ooh, we man, I'm going to just shut the show down. We'll see y'all next week, man. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. And you know, I want to, I want to piggyback off that as far as it being an example. One thing that I saw in my life with being an example is that, when I stopped, when I started reading more, just getting books and started reading more, and it wasn't nothing that I was trying to push on my children or push on my wife, but just put my phone down, putting Netflix down, and just picking up a book and reading. So next thing I know, not not just it just happened overnight, but when I started reading on a consistent basis, you know, next thing I know, I'll be somewhere reading, they'll come around, ask me what I'm reading and this and that. They want, to get they want to get books. They want to get something that they want to read, and I and I'm cool with that because I just wanted them. I just want them to start reading. You know, and I was like, as long as they read, hey, that's good. But I had to put the example. Not only I had to be the example, I had to be the example on a consistent basis. Right. And I think we want it to happen too fast, like. We'll do stuff, and I, I say from I can say that just say I start working out, and I want my wife to start working out. I might be working out for a year. It might be two years of eating right before she started doing anything. <laughs> she want to really see. I'm gonna tell you, a woman gonna really see is you about that first, right? You, you know what I'm saying? She ain't just gonna be like, "Oh, you doing something new? Let me do it." No, she gonna be like, "Hold on, I'm finna see what this Negro gonna do. Let me wait for a little while." And they patient. They're going to make sure that you're real about what you're doing. Even with this podcast, my wife, at first, you know, I, I was um, buying a little equipment or whatever. Don't, don't get me wrong. She believed in me. But being on a consistent level and putting in that work is totally different. 
then once you start putting in that work and you be consistent at what you're doing and she can mm -hmm. see it's evolving and you turn into something different that's when she's willing to get behind you but don't don't think that i could just do something for two months and all of a sudden oh woman hurry up and you need to do this mm -hmm. and and i and i like what you said mario was like as far as his roles as a man you plug in all the spots where it's holes in the household if, if, if your wife needs to come in later you can cook then if you need to do this you need sometimes all the roles you have to play all those roles in order to keep the household and i, I think some men be like well i'm gonna just do this i'm gonna just do that but if you truly are gonna be the man of the household you might have to play all the roles sometimes you might have to be the mentor you might have to be the motivator you might have to solve the problems you might have to be the cook you might have to be the uh the doctor you might have to do all those things and guess what ain't nobody gonna say thank you ain't nobody gonna say i appreciate you or nothing like that but that's just what you do yeah you know, that's, that's just what you do and so to 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 me if if it's the time that you're feeling down about a situation or your your wife or your old lady not getting behind you or something just consent just continue to do it on a consistent basis and continue to level up because it's easy to say you want to do something to do a quick lick like say i'm starting a podcast and i do it for two weeks now i stop pick it up for two weeks and i stop you know she gonna be like oh well he ain't serious about it but once right. you get serious about anything that you're trying to do to me they're gonna automatically just you ain't even gonna have to say nothing to them they just gonna automatically start getting behind you know what i'm saying and so man i i want i want to go down this road real quick and i want i want to ask you this too mario was that okay. you know how did did it affect you with your stepdad being there compared to your biological dad did that did that um did his presence change because it wasn't your biological father there well honestly and i, I told i even told his story at his funeral I, and I have to tell it this way because it means so much to me now because I have a blended family. Right. So I'm getting a taste of younger me with my with one of my boys. Mm -hmm. So when my stepfather first came in the picture, didn't like him, did not like him. I didn't mm. I didn't accept him, didn't like him. But it wasn't because he wasn't my biological father. It was more so because I had my mom for so long that I'm like, OK, you're not about to take away this thing mm. that i have right here mm. you know i I'm, I'm i don't care about the whole man of the house thing you're not about to take away what's stable and what makes sense to me mm. so it took some time it took some years i mean i had my moments where i kind of sit back and like okay like he, he might be for real like you said consistency that consistency is what it was mm -hmm. and i was very young i wasn't even a teenager yet when he came into my life so by the time I got to a certain point, what got me was my younger brother. Um, like he got a chance to drive before he had a permit. You know, mm. I got a whole license and he didn't let me drive. I drove the car one time, one time, brought it back early thinking, oh, yeah, I brought it back early. I'm going to get to drive. Right. Again. Right. We got two or three cars. I'm ready. Never drove again in high school at all. Mm. And my, my younger brother, um, that was his bio, that's his biological son. So I'm standing on the side seeing him give and give to him. And I'm like, man, like, what is this? 
But mm-hmm. fast forward to when he passed, and my mom is, you know, super emotional, super strong at the same time. Right. We sat on the edge of the bed 2016, and uh, this is, what, four, five, six, seven years ago. And at the time, I'm, what, 34, 35, and we sat on the edge of the bed. Most emotional day I'd ever had in my life. Well, I'd had in my life since my grandfather passed in 96. So sitting on the edge of the bed and she looks at me and she says to me that my stepfather always knew that if anything happened to him, that I would take care of the family. Mm. And she also told me that the night before he passed, she knew at that moment that he knew he was going to. So he kept saying, call Morio, call Morio. She didn't know why at the time. But the next day, now, mind you, my mom, she like I said, she's super emotional. So at that time, to see her, not one tear in her eyes, look me dead in my eyes. And don't get me wrong, love my mom. She's a shining example of a woman, of a wife, right. of a helpmate, everything in this world that I see a woman as. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, I saw her differently because she looked at me with dry eyes and told me that he believed in me to a point where he knew who I was and who I was going to be as a man. Mm. He never yeah. doubted me. So the way he raised me was differently. He never felt like he needed to coddle or give me anything. He knew I was going to be the man that I felt like I am. I feel like I am now. So him mm. being there, even though we didn't see eye to eye, I never felt like I couldn't call him. I never felt like he wasn't there. So that consistency over that amount of time gave me what I needed. Now, my biological father, um, I never hated him. He just mm-hmm. wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I, I accepted the reasons as to why he wasn't there. And I didn't talk to him until I was like 29, almost 30, when I actually talked to him and then saw him. And of course, there was no anger or anything like that, because by this time I'd had my first daughter, I'd been married. So I simply said to him, I said, look, I'm I'm an adult. I have a family already. All I need you to be is the man that you say you are right now. And we move past everything else. Mm-hmm. And when I told him that, he told me that a big weight was lifted off his chest. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, it took me a minute before I would actually address him. I wasn't going to disrespect him and call him by his name. Right. But I couldn't bring myself to call him dad or father. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of just I just talked to him. I said, hey, what's going on? And I never would address him as one or the other because I didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. But I had the respect. I gave him the respect of being my father. And we formed a really great relationship. And, you know, it, w- it was beautiful to me. And I, and I wrote this piece for a project that I worked on a couple of years ago called My Black. This goes back to what you were saying earlier about us not knowing how to do because we weren't raised to know how to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, this line stuck with me. Now, mind you, I write a lot. I've written a lot over the years, but I don't remember all of it. But this one line I wrote during this project, it was a brand new line. I wrote it and it goes like, I never knew your father. I never knew how he was. But if you're an example of him, I can't be mad as your son. Mm. And what that says is, you know, I could be upset at my father. I could be upset at my stepfather. I can be upset at a lot of things based on the man that was in my life or the men that was in my life. But once I realized that if I wasn't taught by them, I have to wonder, were they taught? Mm. 
Mm. So I can't be upset at them for them giving what they knew how to give, because I firmly believe based on the subject we're talking about, the importance of a man being in the home, no matter what, if you give what you have, if I'm in this home learning from what I didn't get, learning from what I've gotten over the years and experience and giving it to my kids, now I don't have an excuse that my dad, my biological father wasn't there. My stepfather came later in life. I, I can't make those excuses. Mm -hmm. So I love, 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 I can't stress that enough, my stepfather. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I hold that man in such high regard that he taught me how to lead my blended family. I have mm. three, I have three of my kids and not my biological kids, but those are my babies. Right. And he, right. And he taught me how to be a man with them. But my mother also gave me that element of nurturing so that I know, you know, I still have to learn because, you know, it's, it's somewhat in my nature, but getting that part of it from those two men. And then my grandfather being in the home is he, he raised 14. Mm. So, between those three men, they gave me what I needed as a, as a biological father, as a stepfather. I'm not a grandfather yet, but as a man to really understand being a provider, because you have those silent providers that don't know how to connect, but they do the best they can. Mm -hmm. You have those emotional fathers who will sacrifice everything emotionally. And sometimes we lack on the providing part of it because we're so caught up in our feelings. Yep. Then, 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 then you have that element where you, if you're in a blended family or you don't have any kids of your own, you have the element trying to communicate with children and your family when you're almost like the outcast. You're, 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 you're like the person that's just coming in. When you pull those elements together as a man, you have to equip yourself with the tools you need to constantly grow. You can't stay stuck in what you know. You, you, you have to understand how to love each kid. Yep. How to love your wife the way she wants and deserves to be loved. You can't yep. go off what your idea of love and providing is because the circumstances are different. As your wife grows, as your children grow, they mm -hmm. grow into themselves. And you should want to grow and evolve to keep an open mind to understand how to constantly talk to them, how to constantly provide what's needed in the moment. And the only way you can do that is to understand that sometimes you will not have all the answers but that love and consistency will win out stepfather or biological father as mm -hmm. long as you're willing to be open and put forth the effort. Yeah. Ooh, man, I, I appreciate you sharing that because there's a lot of people out there. And the reason I ask you that question is like, you know, it's, it's a lot of guys out there that have stepfathers. There's a lot of um, blended families out there. And like, I can't speak to that um, demographic. And so to have you on here, and then you to share the things that you shared. It'll be a lot of young men out here, a lot of men, even older men that are having issues, like even talking to your father, when your biological father, when he went there and how you came around and you was man enough to accept the situation where it was at and kept going from that point. So, man, I appreciate you for sharing that. And so, look, I, I just thank everyone for tuning in. I thank uh, Mr. J for coming through and blessing the mic, man. Mr. Channel 82 himself. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, man, it's been a long time, but we finally got it together. And so if y'all want to hit us up, social media, you know, we got um, Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, we got all the major platforms that you can reach us at. And on YouTube, like, subscribe, 
hit a comment. Is there anything that you want to hear us talk about on Real Men Talk? Just hit me on the inbox or just leave a comment below. We'll be happy to talk about it. So, that being said, man, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.